Fox News goes the way of the landline, and not a moment too soon. The same network that called Tucker Carlson a right-wing extremist has decided to put Donald Trump back on primetime. As their hypocrisy comes full circle, a pathetic hashtag boycott CNN bloomed on Twitter, as if. For podcast listeners, a graphic of CNN that says right-wing extremist Tucker Carlson will relaunch his program on Twitter, a platform he praised as the only remaining large free speech platform in the world after Fox News fired him late last month. CNN's ratings were in near-total collapse when Trump threw them a lifeline. By contrast, the Murdochs dumped their best ratings-getter for speaking too many uncomfortable truths. To many on the left, reality and truth are negotiable. They can fool themselves into believing Carlson was dumped for being a racist and inciting violence. But Fox News had no idea what they had with Tucker Carlson, and now they've taken one step closer to their own demise. The thing about evolution, there are only two options, adapt or die. Tucker Carlson is choosing adaptation, taking his chances with the free market and the energy driven by those who can readily access his videos instead of making sure they're in the right place at the right time or finding it later on YouTube. No, this is not an era of waiting. It's not an era of organizing your life around scheduled programming. This is an era of on-demand media. No members of Generation Z or any that come up after them will have any clue there was once such a thing as cable news. They will never understand tribal warfare, going to battle on the cable news networks. They will never understand the muscular champion dropping their most popular host and taking such a major hit, and why that was such a big deal. They will think it all sounds so preposterous, so silly. They don't remember the landline either, when one family had a phone and if you wanted to call someone, you had to take your chances with whomever might answer. They have no idea what it means to say, is Susan there? Or, may I please speak to Susan? They don't know about writing checks for cash at the market or how to use a message machine. They don't know beepers or ice delivery or milkmen. They can't know life before the iPhone or GPS or DoorDash or Netflix. Their world is one of give it to me right now. While it's true that they will wait a week for the latest Kardashian episode, an hour of news in primetime is definitely not their bag. If they get news at all, they get it through social media, TikTok mainly, or Instagram or Twitter. Carlson had a way of cutting through the noise and somehow reaching that generation who, if they were curious at all about how censorious and oppressive thought and speech have become, would be just as excited to find the treasure trove of free thought Fox News had with their popular host. With Carlson now on Twitter, that makes it much sexier, more alive than it's ever been, and boy has it caused an uproar, as one might imagine. He probably isn't going to remain permanently on Twitter, but will begin to build a platform there before making his show available on his own site, TuckerCarlson.com. Trump's invasion of Twitter once upon a time was bad enough. It kicked the country into mass chaos because the media narrative bounced off Twitter hysteria. One reason so many tuned into Carlson as opposed to reading Substack is the human face. We want to see people telling us things as opposed to reading words on a screen. That is what drives the popularity of TikTok now. No need for memes or emojis if you have the OG. 
That's what I love about this deal. Tucker is making Twitter a more multimedia experience, and that's a good adaptation for the app and for us. By now, users are learning what they always needed to know all along, at least those with a backbone sticking around instead of scurrying off to more insulated, protected spaces. The way you adapt to dissenting voices and diverse thoughts and opinions is to learn to live with it. If you try to shut it out or silence it, you must become authoritarian, fascist even. I wasn't a Fox News watcher. Like everyone else on the left, I was comfortable mocking them, sneering at them, loving every minute of HBO's succession. Once I began to see, though, that so much of what I thought was true about the other half of America wasn't true at all, I was motivated to investigate Tucker Carlson. Who was he? Was he as bad as they said he was? Was he a racist? Um, and, and to begin with, you know, do you believe white people are superior to other races? No, of course not. And the funny thing is, that's you know, one let, of those... Let me just stop on the yes-no question there, and just to, to put it a little differently before you respond, which wait, is, no, no, actually, do you think, that, do you think question, that white people have I, more I of a claim on America? I superior in any way. Do you think that no, white people I'm, have I'm, some claim on America that people of other races of don't? Of course not. I mean, first of all, I'm a Christian, so I think God made everybody, and therefore everyone has equal value in his eyes. That's the essential value of every person is the same. But the idea that I harbor some sort of deep racial animus is like, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of criticisms you could level at me. I think sometimes I overstate the case, I get pissed, I can be very nasty. You've been on the receiving end of that. I know you can vouch for that. But the idea that I'm, a, you know, that I, I mean, if, if you were to look at my texts or listen to my personal conversations or read my mind, you would find no instance where I'm like, I'm mad at black people. 100% of the people that I'm mad at are well-educated white liberals. In my mind, the sort of archetype of the person I don't like is like a 38-year-old female white lawyer with a barren personal life. That's yeah. who yells at me on airplanes. Be and so I always think people are like, you're racist. Okay, let me, let me, oh, before, okay, let, let, let me. <laughs> What brought me to his show was the summer of 2020. I was sick of being lied to and gaslighted by the media over COVID and the protests. The only voice I could find online willing to go there was Tucker Carlson. America went insane over the weekend. That's barely an overstatement. People in their 80s who have lived in the U.S. all their lives said they'd never seen anything like it. Ask an 80-year-old. This was without precedent in the modern era. A small group of highly aggressive, emotionally charged activists took over our culture. They forced the entire country to obey their will. It all happened so fast and with such ferocity that virtually no one resisted it. People seemed bewildered, even stunned by what was happening. Statements of fact and opinion that were entirely within the bounds of reasonable conversation just last Sunday, suddenly, a week later, were enough to get you fired from your job, and a number of people were fired. An awful lot happened this weekend. For the next hour, we want to assess the aftermath of it all, suggest what it may mean, and where this country is likely to go from here. But first, we want to give you a sense of what happened. We're going to begin tonight in Minneapolis. That's where the Black Lives Matter riots first began almost two weeks ago. As the violence there raged, some Democratic leaders in Minneapolis came to a conclusion that didn't, on the surface anyway, make intuitive sense. 
What their city really needs, they decided, is less law enforcement. In fact, no law enforcement. So they began to demand that Minneapolis, quote, defund the police. Now, the first thing you notice about this idea is how unpopular with the public it is. Almost nobody in the country supports it. But the activists, undeterred, kept pushing the idea. And within days, pressure mounted on the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, to get rid of his city's police department. This was a problem for Fry. Fry has greater political aspirations, and this was the last conversation he wanted to have. So Fry did his best to change the subject with a mix of manic enthusiasm. And he was willing to shake off accusations that just criticizing what we're seeing unfolding on the streets was racist. That kind of courage was in short supply back then. So much of what he said continues to resonate today because it was true. Defund the police was a disaster for the residents in many of those cities destroyed that summer, and it still is. Democrats continue to pretend like they had nothing to do with that. But because someone was willing to tell the truth back then, we have a record of it. Tucker Carlson told the truth and spared no one in his assessment of how things went down. And he even went after Trump, which made his coverage more balanced than anyone else on cable news, especially the left. And in Washington, D.C., a federal city surrounded by military bases and protected at all times by the single highest concentration of law enforcement in the world, criminals operated with apparent impunity in the streets. They looted Georgetown last night. They smashed the windows in federal buildings. They desecrated virtually every war memorial in the city a week after Memorial Day. And then, as you likely know, last night they set fire to St. John's Episcopal Church, a 200-year-old building that has welcomed every American president since James Madison. It's right across the street from the White House. For people stuck inside anywhere during this insanity, the sick, the elderly, the powerless, the experience was terrifying. Listen to this woman from Minneapolis. How was last night? Scary. They went straight to Office Max, the dollar store, and every store over here that I go to. I have nowhere to go now. I have no way to get there because the buses aren't running. So that's what's happening in America right now. We didn't play all of the tape we have. There's a lot of it. Some of the tape is too shocking, and honestly, it's too incendiary. We understand that television is an emotional medium, and we don't want to make things worse. We're not going to. But you get the point. The point is, this is a national emergency. It's a profound national emergency. But you would never know that from listening to our elected leaders. Almost all of them pretend this is not really happening. Or if it is happening, it's just part of America's long tradition of vigorous political discourse. Politicians on both sides tell us that this is all about the death of a man in police custody in Minneapolis last week. The people burning down our country are protesters. They're engaged in From then on, I tuned in to hear what he had to say every night because I knew that no matter what else, he would give it to me straight. And he would talk about things no one on the left dared, but that the American people were genuinely worried about, like gender-affirming care, like women's sports. It was always a relief to know his show had such high ratings because that meant people were watching and listening. They will still try to sideline what he talks about, but at least he's out there, still willing to speak out. To my friends on the left, this is high treason. But for me, at some point, I was not able to keep up the facade. I'd rather be where I am now, exiled and hated, than be living what I know was a lie. If the moral panic is that there are racists, racists everywhere, then one can only imagine what it would be like 
to be someone who watches Tucker Carlson. But I have come to see this moment as another in those regrettable eras of purges and persecutions. Why would anyone support a political movement that tries to silence so much of what makes this country uniquely diverse, not just in terms of skin color, but in thought and speech? People crave honesty now, so much so that Carlson's announcement of his new show already has 23 million views in one day. On their best night, Fox would get around 4 million views, and usually only Tucker Carlson could get those numbers. The Murdochs and the executives at Fox probably figure, oh well, our viewers will come back because they have no other choice. They can't go to CNN or MSNBC. They get off work, sit down after dinner, and just want to catch up on the news. They'll come back. But guess what? We aren't coming back. At least I'm not. I'm fully prepared to boycott Fox, and no, I'm not the only one. If they would have explained it to their viewers or given Tucker a chance to say goodbye, something, anything. But they didn't. They left all of us twisting in the wind. Megan Kelly lays it out like only she can. And he was on tape yesterday in the one saying, oh, this is an organization of good people. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. This isn't what good people do. You don't want him anymore. Tell him why. Just tell him. He still doesn't know why. Even Tucker doesn't know why. His lawyer doesn't know why. They won't tell him. They won't tell the audience. They just want to ruin him. The man has a soul. He has a heart. He has a family. He has a career he's worked really hard for. And this is wrong. This is wrong. Do you want to let him go? Let him go. Tell him why. Tell the audience why. Be a gentleman about it. Be a classy person about it. Don't be a complete douchebag like this. You know, send a message to the rest of the Fox employees that if they do well for you, they put points on the board, if they develop the number one show against all odds in the wake of Bill O'Reilly leaving, their biggest star, that you'll be loyal to them, that you won't treat them like shit. You won't try to ruin their career. He didn't leave you. You, you fired him. It's it, The whole thing is so undignified and it's kind of triggering. You know, I said the other day, CNN is not doing this to Don Lemon because he's not a threat. They're doing this to Tucker at Fox because he's a threat. And it must have been greenlit from the very top of the company. Meanwhile, it's not settled. They don't have a deal. Why not? Because he needs to be silenced while Fox tries to rebuild that disappearing audience. They are banking on you coming back to them. They've got a debate in August. You can't resist. You'll go. You'll forgive everything. They're banking on it. DeSantis is likely to announce this month, you're going to turn on Fox News. You can't go to CNN. You're not going to go to Newsmax. You're not going to go to digital media. You're going to tune in to the Fox News primetime. You lap dogs. It's what you always do. It's how they have billions. That's what's happening here. Keep him silent on the sidelines for as long as possible, unable to use his voice on any of these things, on Fox, on politics, on anything. And we will win in the end like we always do. Or will they? They do have good people on the network still left, but those voices can be found on YouTube. Jesse Waters seems to be next in line. But even if they groom him to be the next Tucker, that might work to kick the can down the road for a while. But how long until the Murdochs decide that he too has become too popular and too influential and isn't enough of an ass-kisser to control. Waters will have to play nice with Big Pharma 
and whatever else the Murdochs want him to ignore. Once his audience understands that he can be bought, silenced, or controlled, they'll lose respect for him anyway. They seem to believe they could afford to lose someone as popular as Tucker. What they don't realize, what they can't see, what no one has told them, is that cable news and much of network television overall is dying. Its audiences will age out and new audiences won't be tuning in. Why should they? They have everything they want and more on streaming, YouTube, and TikTok. Fox's efforts to expand with Fox Nation might have been promising, but they've now dumped their main draw there, too. Tucker Carlson was the only reason so many people like me paid for it. I don't think the Murdochs understand exactly how fast things can change. Amazon came along and mostly put bookstores out of business. Apple's iPhone ended the trio and the BlackBerry. We buy all our music online and hardly anyone buys records or CDs. Remember typewriters? Remember whiteout? Remember fax machines? Information is moving faster and faster. So much of what was once normal is about to go extinct. We weren't prepared for so many top-down changes by the richest oligarchs in the world at the people's expense. We rely on the free market to give us at least some power. Box office should make Hollywood rethink its output. Tucker's ratings should mean the Murdochs value him and keep him on air. Viewers like me stupidly trusted them to care about what we wanted, not what they wouldn't tolerate. Matt Taibbi and Walter Kern point out that if you can't count on greed to keep someone on the air, what can you count on? If Tucker Carlson, with millions of people watching him every night, um, all these advertisers, multi-million dollar contracts, um, the, uh, the loyalty of a vast audience can't survive in this ecosystem, then who else can? I mean, it, 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 that means the system itself doesn't even allow for success on its own terms anymore. Um, so who would set out to be like that, whether they resembled Tucker or, or some other form of heterodox person? Who would set out now within the system to climb that ladder to nowhere? Um it, uh, Recently, American life feels to me like a feudal system in which we choose our billionaire. Choose your billionaire, like choose your fighter in gaming. You know, is it is it going to be Elon Musk, Bill Gates, um, uh, whoever? And uh, which medium? Craig mogul? Newmark. Yeah. Yeah. Craig Newmark. <laughs> exactly. Choose your billionaire. Well, at, at a certain point, you might even despair of, of, of your billionaire. Um uh, and, and go, uh, I'm not even going to choose a billionaire. I'm not even going to go to that last, uh, you know, that last gasp strategy. Uh, they've failed me too. Um, and when you can no longer count on Rupert Murdoch to protect you, um, or whoever you can't it might even count on Rupert Murdoch to be greedy. Yeah. You can't even create you, you. You can't even psych him out and go. One thing I know Rupert likes is money. If I earn money for him, he's going to like me. Yeah, so yeah. so so is our conclu our conclusion is fuck fuck it, right? Like fuck this. It's it's fuck, done. Fuck it in a in a positive way. You know, <laughs> it's like take this job and shove it. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that the, song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Johnny Paycheck. Remember? <laughs> 
What a name, Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> yeah, and and like, let's stroll out, winners. You know, I mean, you you gonna kick me out of my ass? No, I'm gonna stand up, brush it off, and strut right out into the uncertainty that is the only option at this point. And uh, hopefully, I'll find friends there. Hopefully, I'll at least find self-respect because I can at least be sure that I'm not being lied to voluntarily. Well, like, like, it's one thing to get fooled over and over, but after a certain point, you're, you're, you're showing up, you're volunteering for it. So there has to be some increase in self-regard that comes of, well, I'll never know the truth, but at least I'm not lining up to be lied to. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Take, uh, t- take this internet and shove it. Uh, <laughs> I ain't surfing here no more. While uh, Musk is ready to blast it wide open and hand it back to the free market. Tucker Carlson has more freedom now to say what he really thinks. He's an electrifying speaker and a powerful alpha voice to help us through this moment of transition. It isn't easy going up against a culture that demands conformity. But we need our brave storytellers, journalists, columnists, and yes, cable news hosts to help us tear through the plastic wrap and show us what's real. We are living through extraordinary times. Pay attention, because we'll all be telling stories about it in years to come. We've been here before, and in that history, we always counted on the voices of dissent to shake the tree and remind us to think. We must learn how to not just adapt to those voices, but to thrive alongside them. Speech, like information, like truth, wants to be free, and America is their true north. Thanks for listening to my Substack, sashastone.substack.com. And remember, to thine own self, be true. When my mind is free